Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Greetings and welcome to the Sentara Gold 2020 third quarter results conference call and webcast. During the presentation, all participants will be in a listen-only mode. Afterwards, we'll conduct a question and answer session. At that time, if you have a question, please press the 1 followed by the 4 on your telephone. If at any time during the conference you need to reach an operator, please press star 0. As a reminder, this conference is being recorded Wednesday, November 4, 2020. I would now like to turn the conference over to John Pearson, Vice President, Investor Relations. Please go ahead. Uh, thank you, Operator. Welcome, everyone, to Sentara Gold's third quarter results conference call. Summary slides are available on Sentara Gold's website to accompany each of the speaker's remarks. Uh, today's call is open to all members of the investment community and media in listen-only mode. Following the formal remarks, the operator will give the instruction for asking a question, and then we will open the phone line to questions. Please note that all figures are in U.S. dollars unless otherwise noted. As we continue to work remotely, uh, joining me on the call today is Scott Perry, President and Chief Executive Officer, Darren Millman, Chief Financial Officer, Dan Desjardins, Chief Operating Officer, and Yusuf Raymond, our General Counsel. I would also like to caution everyone that certain statements made today may be forward-looking statements and, as such, are subject to known and unknown risks which may cause our actual results to differ from those expressed or implied. Also, certain of these measures we will discuss today are non-GAAP measures. Please refer to the description of non-GAAP measures in our news release and MD&A issued this morning. For a more detailed discussion of the material assumptions, risks, and uncertainties, please refer to our news release and MD&A, along with the financial statements and notes, and our other filings, all of which can be found on CDAR and the company's website at centeragold.com. And now I'll turn the call over to Scott. Thanks, John, and uh, good day, everyone, and uh, I trust everyone is safe and well. Uh, as John mentioned, I'm just going to be referencing our accompanying uh, summary slides, uh, which are available on our website. And I'm just starting off on slide number five. Uh, just with regards to each of these bullet points, first bullet point here, uh, throughout the quarter, throughout the year-to-day period, uh, obviously our primary focus has been on our WorkSafe Home Safe Safety Leadership Program. Uh, one of the key highlights during the quarter, which Dan will mention, is uh, at Oxford, our newest operating mine, we actually achieved a key milestone whereby we've now achieved uh, 3 million hours of uh, uh, consecutive lost time incident-free operations. It was a fantastic milestone, so I just want to commend the, uh, the management operating team there. Uh, likewise, with regards to the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, this is the primary focus as well, just in terms of the well-being of all of our employees. We've put in place a number of preventative measures and protocols, as well as you know, um, following the various uh, public health measures. And to the best of our knowledge, each of our properties uh, continues to be virus-free, and we haven't seen any meaningful uh, impact in terms of our production or, or productivity levels. 
in terms of the second bullet point here, uh, a key focus for us is our, our social license. You can see we've now achieved a consecutive period of 87 months uh, without interruption. Uh, in terms of environmental, there was no environmental incidents during the quarter, but we did have a biodiversity uh, incident at our Kermes property in uh, British uh, Columbia, which was associated with the mortality of some migratory uh, birds. Uh, the Canadian Wildlife Services uh, investigation concluded that our team took all the appropriate actions, including immediately notifying the authorities and implementing a corrective action policy. Uh, fourth bullet point there, um, diversity and inclusion is a big focus uh, throughout the company. Uh, here at Sintero, we've got a number of uh, initiatives underway, a number of goals and objectives, and we're continuing to advance on those. Uh, the next bullet point here, likewise, just in terms of our climate change initiatives, We've uh, submitted our latest uh, climate change uh, reporting, and uh, you'll see that being disclosed uh, publicly shortly. Uh, likewise, uh, during the quarter, we published our 2020 tailing storage facility disclosure uh, as well. And just lastly, the last bullet point there in the bottom left, uh, you know, Sintero Gold, we are a signatory to the World Gold Council's Responsible Gold Mining Principles. There's actually 51 of these principles that we're rolling out at, at, at all of our operations. We're making really good progress. As we continue to advance on these, we'll uh, increasingly be looking to uh, uh, attest to uh, compliance with each of these principles um, using a, a third-party uh, service provider. Just moving on to the next slide on slide six, just to sort of delve into the, the, the quarterly sort of operational and financial highlights. Uh, again, you can see the first bullet point just in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic. As I mentioned, we didn't see any meaningful impact uh, at either of our operations. And again, to the best of our knowledge, we think our properties are uh, virus-free. Uh, I spoke to the uh, the key safety milestone at Oxford. Again, that was a, a very commendable uh, achievement. So fourth bullet point, um, very strong quarter in, in terms of gold output. Uh, we, we produced just over 240,000 ounces of gold and just over 23 million pounds of copper uh, across the company. Uh, when you look at the uh, the second last bullet point, just that, that high level of gold output, uh, correspondingly, you're seeing a, a very low competitive oil and sustaining cost on a company-wide basis. We achieved uh, an oil and sustaining cost of $528 per ounce, which is a, a fantastic result. I think notably, if you look in uh, parenthesis there, you can see the individual oil and sustaining cost results uh, at each of the operations. And uh, I think the key takeaway there is all of our mines are uh, clearly operating within the lower cost quartile. And it's obviously positions us really well when it comes to profitability. So if we transition to the next slide on slide seven, you can see just that strong level of uh, you know, metal production, the, the very low cost. Uh, in terms of our earnings result here, the first bullet point, uh, we actually recorded net earnings of some $205.7 million, or uh, correspondingly uh, 70 cents per share. Um, the third bullet point, you know, obviously the strong earnings, the strong profitability, that's also resonating in terms of our company-wide free cash flow generation. Uh, during the quarter, we generated $281 million of positive free cash flow. And you can see in parenthesis, uh, each of our operations uh, on a standalone basis are generating very meaningful positive free cash flow. Uh, fourth bullet point, given that strong uh, free cash flow, our, our balance sheet continues to grow. Uh, we finished the quarter with a, a, a cash balance of $484 million. Uh, we do not have any corporate debt outstanding on the balance sheet, so that is our net cash balance. You can see, together with our revolving line of credit facility, we have a total treasury uh, liquidity profile of some $984 million. Uh, fifth bullet point, just with regards to our guidance, um, we haven't made any change to our production outlook uh, for the year. Uh, we continue to maintain our originally guided, guided levels at the beginning of this year. 
Uh, I think that's a, a conservatively sort of balanced approach that we're taking, just given some of the uncertainty with regards to the global pandemic. Uh, having said that, we're, we're very well positioned and we're certainly targeting uh, the upper end of that production guidance at, at, at each of the individual operations. Uh, where we did make a change was on our all and sustaining cost profile. We've uh, favorably reduced our guidance there to a new targeted range of $740 to $790 per ounce. And then last bullet point, uh, again, uh, for the quarter, we, we, the board did declare uh, a quarterly dividend of Canadian five cents per share. Uh, I just want to talk to each of the, the charts at the bottom here on slide seven. I, I think it, it, you know, it really does illustrate a, a fantastic profile. You can see at each of our operations, uh, you know, generally speaking, quarter over quarter, this is the year-to-date period. Uh, you know, we've, we have been, uh, you know, demonstrating growing levels of profitability and, and growing levels of positive free cash flow. But I think what's really impressive is, is the third chart, uh, which is our Oxford mine in Turkey. So again, this is our newest operating mine in our portfolio. Last year, we were exclusively focused on construction here. We poured first gold in January, uh, declared commercial production in Q2. And you can see here in Q3, you know, generating $74 million of positive free cash flow. The mine is ramping up uh, very, very well. And, uh, you know, we're very pleased, obviously, to, uh, to, to see this level of performance. And, and I think it's exciting. It just, you know, it bodes really well for uh, Sintera's go-forward fundamentals. You know, our ability to showcase a, a portfolio of, of three low-cost profitable operations, I think, positions the company really well. And you can obviously see that in the chart in the bottom right-hand corner, where, again, just the level of company-wide free cash flow has been growing quarter over quarter. Uh, you know, we have been increasing our level of metal production, but all of this is obviously uh, favorably coinciding with uh, a growing uh, gold price environment as well. Uh, just the next slide on slide eight, um, you can see the chart here in the top left. Um, as you'd probably expect, you know, we're in a, a quite a strong gold price environment and, you know, correspondingly, our all and sustaining cost profile has been managing our business really well. Uh, during Q3, it was our, our lowest all and sustaining cost of the year to date period. So as you'd expect, in terms of our margin over and above our all and sustaining cost profile, we're seeing a, a record margin at the moment. So, you know, benefiting from higher gold prices, but also, you know, on, we do have favorable uh, tailwinds. Uh, we have been benefiting from uh, currency devaluation in each of the jurisdictions where we operate, so be it the Canadian dollar, the Turkish lira, the Kyrgyz som, but also a favorable uh, diesel fuel price environment. And again, just reminding everyone, all of our operations are open pit mining operations, and, and diesel fuel tends to be one of the the larger uh, commodity cost inputs. Uh, the chart on the bottom left, uh, I've spoken about earlier, uh, you know, just growing levels of positive free cash flow. And you can see as per the red line chart, the prevailing gold price, uh, you know, this, uh, these elevated gold prices uh, are certainly resulting in growing levels of profitability and free cash flow generation. And then last chart just in the bottom right there is our, our balance sheet profile. So you can see in terms of our treasury position, uh, it continues to strengthen, you know, finishing the quarter with $484 million in cash. Uh, zero corporate debt outstanding. So uh, I think in terms of our business model, it, uh, you know, it has been going from strength to strength. And obviously, when you look at our total liquidity position, I think in terms of Sintera moving forward, uh, we're certainly well positioned to be a uh, internally funded uh, business model. Uh, with that, I'd now like to uh, pass the call over to uh, Dan Desjardins, who is our uh, Chief Operating Officer. So Dan, please. Thanks, Scott. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, please, please move to slide 10. In Q3, we had good safety and operational performance. Of note, our new operation, Oxsuit, hit one and a half years or 3 million man hours LTI free, and Indaco had a milestone of seven years LTI free. 
Centera continues to prioritize the health, safety, and well-being of our employees, contractors, communities, and other stakeholders during this current outbreak of COVID-19, and to take steps to minimize the effect of the pandemic on our business. We have established strict COVID-19 protocols at our mine sites to help prevent infection and reduce the potential transmission of the, of the virus. In addition, the operating mine sites continue to assess our resilience of our supply chain. We increase our inventories of our key materials and develop and implement contingency plans to allow for continued operations. On the production front, we had another strong quarter producing the 241,448 ounces of gold and 23.3 million pounds of copper at an all-in sustaining cost of $528 per ounce sold. Kumtor and Milligan are running steadily, but notable was the 51,412 ounces produced at Oxute in the quarter. At our world-class operation, Kumtor, the plant operated uninterrupted for the quarter and continues to produce with ore feed from the stockpile. Q3 production was 140,000 ounces poured at an all-in sustaining cost of $639 an ounce. Mine operations was affected by community spread COVID, and there was a significant shortage of operators for our mobile equipment in the quarter. Mine waste tonnage was also lower due to the longer hauls to Central Valley waste dump, and of course the driver availability. But the Lisi waste dump permit was approved and received in late July, and construction and preparation of the haul roads was completed in the quarter. We started dumping waste rock at the bottom of the Lisi Valley, so tonnage has improved. By the end of the quarter, the mining activities were back to full planned levels. We continue to advance the Kumtor technical report, which is taking slightly longer than we expected to finalize. Additional technical work is being incorporated into the new life of mine plan with respect to the mining costs, our recoveries, and the waste rock dump stability assessments. Kumtor generated 157 million free cash flow in a quarter, bringing year-to-date cash flow to 410 million. At Mount Milligan, there was little effect of COVID in the quarter as we continue our hygiene, distancing, and camp protocols. We had a large build of storage process water to run at full capacity, and our water level inventory is peaked going into the winter. Mine activities were in phase four, five, and eight of the open pit. Total tons mined were 11.3 million tons, and a mining cost was a respectable $1.65 as compared to $2.03 per ton in the third quarter of last year. The decrease was due to the reduction in contract service costs associated with open pit drilling, lower diesel fuel costs, lower labor costs, and higher tonnage due to the improved mining efficiencies. Total mill throughput at Milligan was a record of 5.3 million tons in the quarter, averaging 57,800 tons per calendar day. The processing costs were $5.11 as compared to $5.68 the year before. The decrease in this cost was due to water sourcing, uh, lower electrical prices, uh, decreased labor costs, and higher throughput. In the quarter, we did produce 49,854 ounces of gold at an all-in sustaining cost of $165 per ounce. 
The copper production was 23.3 million pounds. Holland's sustaining cost was very low, preliminary due to low mining and plant costs, decreased water sourcing costs, the increased copper credit, and a favorable foreign exchange rate. Milligan generated 63 million free cash flow in a quarter and has generated 119 million so far this year. At Oxute Mine, construction was substantially complete. The remaining item to complete is the heat bleach phase 1C, which is expected to be completed by the end of the year. Uh, An expected additional 5 million is to be spent in the fourth quarter to complete construction, which will bring the total spend to approximately 17% lower than the 220 million construction cost that was disclosed in the technical report. During the third quarter, the Oxford mine obtained an amended amendment to the environmental impact assessment certificate from the Ministry of Environment and Urbanization. The amendment is to accommodate changes to the Oxford mine open pit design and pit optimization. Because of the delay in receiving the amendment of the EIA and further expected delays to obtain our related forestry permit, the Oxford mine and design is currently being revised with the exception that the high-grade ore of Gunantepe deposit will not be accessed in, until later 2021. Some new construction has commenced, which includes an overflow pond, crusher modifications. Work are anticipated to be done by the end of the year, and uh, the heat bleach phase two extension has started, and we're expected to have that by the end of 2021. During the third quarter of 2020, Oxford operation continued normally, while maintaining active measures to prevent COVID uh, outbreak at site. Gold production was the 51,000 we'd spoken about, an all-in sustaining cost of $416 an ounce for the full quarter of commercial production. Q4 is expected to, we're expected to place lower grade material on the heat pad, hence lower level production. Overall, Oxford generated $74 million of free cash flow in the quarter. Please go to slide uh, 11 for overall operational key focuses. For 2020, we continue to focus on improving our safety performance with a large focus on critical risks and fatal mitigation management, as well as VFL and overriding WorkSafe HomeSafe program. At Oxford, we continue to ramp up and are continuing to phase, as we indicated, 1C heat, heat leach pad, and it's well ahead of time where we need it by May of 2021 and finish the modifications and overflow pond before the end of the year. By the end of Q3, we had 2.8 million uh, tons stacked in our heat leach irrigation. We have 300,000 tons crushed inventory and we have over 1 million tons stockpile waiting for crushing and placement at Oxford. At Mount Milligan with a robust robust spring melt, we have accumulated 7.5 million cubes of water in our TSF. For 2020, Mount Milligan's team is focusing on achieving consistent improved mill throughput and recovery and getting a strong handle on our mechanical availability. The operational team has been successful improving our cost performance throughout the company. We are taking advantage of the lower commodity prices to build inventories. At Mount Milligan specifically, we have flattened the organizational structure scrutinized rentals and all contracts, as well as improving our mine productivity. Kumtor is continuing to advance as 43101, as we were indicated, and is carrying our uh, out further technical work on the Kumtor Life of Mine plan. 
including with respect to the mining costs, recoveries, and waste dump stability, in view of the fatal incident that had occurred in the Lisi waste dump in December of 2019. Finally, we continue our brownfield exploration plan of $32 million company-wide, and specifically at Kumtor, $20 million for 2020, which is slightly delayed due to COVID causing uh, manpower shortages. Move over to slide 12. That's a simple graph of the Mount Milligan uh, uh, water inventories. And with the, with the robust spring melt we had, we pumped over 7 million cubic meters of water into the TSF. Finally, on our, our last slide, 13, uh, these are photos of the Oxhoot mine, uh, heat bleach facilities um, uh, in the summer. Now I'll turn the call over to Darren. Thank you. Morning, all. Thanks, Dan. Um, <clears throat> for those following on the slide deck um, uh, on slide 15, Centera recorded 515 million in revenue during the quarter. This consisted of 430 million in gold sales, 53 million in copper sales, and 32 million from the molybdenum business unit. During the quarter, the company's average gold price realised was $1,806 per ounce and $2.43 per pound of copper. In the quarter, we sold 238,000 ounces of gold, 142,000 ounces attributable to Kumtor, 45,000 ounces from Mount Milligan, and 51,000 gold uh, from the, the new oxide mine. We sold 21.7 million pounds of copper, a slight decrease compared to the prior year quarter. This is now in slide 16. Net earnings of 205.7 million was recorded in this quarter. This included 169 million contributed from the Kumta operations, a 41% increase compared to the prior year quarter. 48.2 million contributed from the Mount Milligan operations, an 83% increase compared to the prior year quarter. And importantly, 71.2 million contributed from Oxsuit, our new operations. The earnings per share for the quarter was 70 cents. From a consolidated cost perspective, Centera in the quarter recorded production costs of $386 per ounce and an all-in sustaining cost of $528 per ounce. At an asset level, Kumtor recorded an all-in sustaining cost of $639 per ounce, whilst at Mount Milligan recording an all-in sustaining cost of $165 per ounce for the quarter. I would highlight at Mount Milligan, mining and milling costs decreased by 19% and 10% respectively compared to the prior year quarter. For its first full quarter of commercial production, Oxid recorded an all-in sustaining cost of $416 per ounce. At all operations, we have recorded a significant betterment in cash provided by operations. Kumto recorded $208 million in cash from operations a $194 million increase. Matt Milligan recorded $70 million, an 82% increase from cash from operations. With Oxsuit now demonstrating our key third source of cash flow generation, contributing $85 million a quarter. This translated to $281 million in consolidated free cash flow for the quarter. As highlighted by Scott, $150 million free cash flow from Kumtora, 63 million from Mount Milligan, and with Oxsuit delivering its first full quarter of commercial production, generating 74 million in free cash flow. 
uh, <clears throat> as noted, or year to date, the company has generated 527 million in free cash flow. Uh, as you'll note in the bottom left-hand table on this slide, Centera finished with 484 million in cash with no debt. Uh, also on slide 16, I was also refer you to the bottom right-hand chart. Year-to-date, the company has produced 651,000 ounces of gold, tracking to the higher end of guidance. Costs year-to-date have recorded uh, all-in sustaining cost of $665 per ounce. In our MDNA, you have noted we have reduced our oil and sustaining costs per ounce guidance at both Mount Milligan and Oxu. At Mount Milligan, we set a new range of $750 to $800 per ounce, previously guiding to $885 to $935 per ounce from an oil and sustaining cost perspective. The, the decrease um, attributable to both mining and milling costs. At Oxford, we are now targeting a new range of $500 to $550 per ounce, previously guiding to $650 to $700 per ounce from an all-in sustaining cost perspective. The decrease uh, coming from a combination of both positive grade and tons reconciliation and effective cost control during this initial year of production. The full-year gold production guidance for 2020 is being maintained at between 740 to 820,000 ounces of gold. In the fourth quarter of 2020, the company expects higher oil sustaining costs per ounce as a result of lower production levels at both Kumtor and our Oxford mine. At Kumtor, the company is planning to process lower grade stockpiles and has a scheduled five day mill maintenance planned in December 2020. The Oxford mine is expecting to have lower levels production in the fourth quarter of 2020, as mentioned by Dan compared to the, pro, to the third quarter due to placement of lower grade on the, of ore on the heap leach. We have also reduced our capital spending guidance, reducing Kungtor capital stripping to, to, to 193 million, previously guiding to 223 million, a combination of longer waste haulage distances and temporary reduction in workforce due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Finally, the Centera board declared a quarterly dividend of Canadian five cents Per share for the quarter. With that, I'll now pass back to Scott. Thanks, Darren. Um, just, just to wrap up the uh, our prepared sort of remarks, just on slide 19. Um, just in terms of the uh, the top left section here, just some of the key bullet points I just want to reiterate. So again, you can see in terms of our gold production guidance, we continue to guide up to 820,000 ounces of gold this year. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think this is uh, conservatively. Uh, balanced uh, you know, level of guidance. Uh, we haven't made any change to our guidance since we first put it out at the beginning of this year. Again, just being cognizant of the uh, heightened uncertainty from a global perspective with regards to the COVID-19 pandemic. And as we've spoken to, we have reduced our all sustaining costs, just, just reflecting the strong year-to-date position. And just in terms of our production levels, I think we're certainly targeting the, uh, the upper level of that guidance at, at each of our operations as well. Uh, second bullet point, you've seen, you know, a continued run of uh, strong operating momentum has just carried over from quarter to quarter and it continued in Q3, uh, you know, with our company-wide gold output being in excess of 240,000 ounces of, of gold. And again, that high-level gold output, just in terms of the corresponding all and sustaining cost result, uh, the quarterly result of $528 per ounce was our, our lowest of the year-to-date period. Obviously, that makes for uh, significant margins, just given the elevated gold price that we're in. And you can see that in the fourth bullet point. Again, 
a record quarter in terms of our company-wide free cash flow of $281 million. Uh, the balance sheet is, uh, is, is growing and is strong. Uh, again, finishing the quarter with $484 million. And that's a net cash position, just given that we don't have any corporate debt outstanding. And again, just in terms of shareholder-friendly initiatives, as, as I and Darren spoke to, uh, the board did again declare a quarterly dividend of Canadian five cents per share. And then just lastly, you look at the, the chart down the bottom. I spoke to these in our opening remarks, but when I look at Sintera's business and our fundamentals, uh, I think they're very well positioned, uh, growing, as you can see here, over the year-to-day period. At all of our operations, we continue to generate meaningful levels of positive free cash flow. But hopefully the, uh, the key takeaway here, uh, what, what certainly excites myself, is uh, Oxford, the third chart here, just you know, our newest mine. I think this is certainly positioned to be a, an important uh, third source of uh, high-quality, low-cost production, and that's going to bode really well just in terms of Sintera's uh, go-forward fundamentals. So with that, I, I thank everyone for, their, for uh, joining us and their attention, and I'd now like to pass the call over to Dina, our operator, and uh, Dina will move us into a uh, Q&A session. So Dina, please. Of course. If you would like to register a question, please press the 1 followed by the 4 on your telephone. You will hear a three-tone prompt to acknowledge your request. If your question has been answered and you would like to withdraw your registration, please press the 1 followed by the 3. Once again, to register for a question over the phone lines, please press the 1 followed by the 4. And it's just going to be a moment for the first question. And our first question comes from the line of Mark Mihalovic with RBC. Please go ahead. Hey, Sarah. Thanks. Uh, good morning, guys, and excellent quarter of cash flow here. I guess uh, to start off uh, with Kumtor, I guess you mentioned, uh, you know, mine, mining rates have been impacted by the longer hauls and uh, workforce availability. Can you just give us a sense of how we should be, A, thinking about that uh, in the medium term, and then two, kind of at, at what point do you need to, uh, you know, would that start impacting the production outlook? Obviously, you've had, uh, you've got pretty big stockpiles there for now, and, and, you know, the 2020 output's pretty pretty locked in, but kind of when you think into 21, kind of at, at what point do you really need to start getting uh, direct ore out of the pit to, uh, to keep the production profile up? Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, Dan, would you like to respond to that, please? I certainly can, Scott. Th thanks, Mark. Very good question. Um, obviously, we've reset ourselves uh, to make sure that um, that uh, we have the proper ore feed to the, the mill. Um, we've been working on our, our life of mine update, which is not quite ready to release. So what we're looking at for next year is is, a, is production numbers very similar to our, our previous uh, life of mine update. Um, what... Um, what we've done is obviously we, we've reset. We'll, uh, we are now mining at at, uh, at or above uh, our updated forecasts, internal forecasts. But I, we're not. I don't think we're prepared to put out guidance for next year yet. But uh, we are looking at similar to uh, to the old 43101. Um, I I think with the longer hauls that we we will have, um, uh, our, our mining costs would have been. 
uh, a little bit higher than historic, but with a lower fuel cost countering that and the favorable exchange rate, we are seeing uh, costs approximately about the same per ton uh, going forward. Okay, Mark, Mark, just from from my perspective, I just want to add, uh, as you probably know, and I think it was implied in your question, all of this year's gold production is already sitting on surface uh, in stockpile, uh, as well as the first nine months of next year. It's pretty much all stockpile inventory. Um, So as as Dan already mentioned, you know, when we look at uh, next year's gold production profile, we're in our budget cycle as we speak. Uh, We're seeing a level of gold production that's very similar to what was in the 2021 year in the old 43101, which uh, from memory was around 517,000 ounces. So it's not going to be too dissimilar to what we were previously forecasting for the 2021 year. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's uh, helpful there. Uh, And I guess continuing with Kumtor, obviously a lot of changes in the country uh, over the past, uh, I guess, basically months. Uh, can you uh, kind of give us an update on how you're thinking about, you know, investments in the country during the uncertain transition period that you're that we're kind of in in right now? And also, can you just uh, quick one give us the cash balance in country uh, in Kyrgyzstan? Yeah. So in terms of um, in, in terms of the situation in Kyrgyzstan right now, I think in all honesty, Mark, we're just doing what we do best, which is just putting our heads down and just focusing on, you know, optimizing the operations at the mine, focusing on maximizing production. Um, you've probably heard me speak to this before. But we just we just want to make sure that we're always being a good steward of the asset. Um, you know, we don't pay an income tax in the country. We pay a gross revenue tax. So if we're maximizing our production levels, that means we're maximizing our tax contributions to the government. And I think more than ever, that's a, that's, that's a sensitivity uh, within the country because not too dissimilar to other uh, jurisdictions around the world, they have uh, taken an economic uh, hit in terms of their economy uh, contracting. So we're just uh, putting our heads down and you know just staying below the radar screen and, and not looking to be a part of the uh, the political narrative. Uh, if anything, I think the country, in terms of the country's leadership. Uh, one big sensitivity is obviously the, the continued operations at Kumtor, just given that we are the largest uh, tax contributor uh, in country. Um, with regard to investments uh, in country, uh, I mentioned earlier on your previous question, we're in our budget cycle uh, right now. Um, we've had a lot of success uh, with our exploration program. We've reported on that previously. In terms of our go-forward exploration budgets, they're always uh, success-driven. And so we were actually uh, discussing with the board yesterday. We're uh, contemplating a, a similar size sort of exploration program uh, next year in country. And uh, I think that's likely to be approved when we go through our, uh, our budget cycle in December. So I'm giving you a long answer, Mark, but, uh, you know, in, in terms of the business environment, you know, we continue, we're, we're very comfortable investing in the asset um, and, you know, obviously continuing to enjoy the uh, the economic benefits. Mark, sorry, it's Darren here. Just, just on the final point on, you had on the cash balance in country. So, the setup we have is that all, all uh, cash receipts from our um, gold sales are deposited into a New York bank account, so it actually doesn't flow into country, and we just simply disperse, um, you know, our local requirement needs um, locally. So you know that range is 15 to 20 million at any one time. So so minimal cash is, is uh, in the, the subsidiary. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's uh, helpful clarification. Uh, and then I, I guess finally for me, obviously, you know, kind of huge free cash 
slow in the quarter. Uh, you did kind of sound a little more cautious in the dividend press release, uh, just given obviously COVID uncertainties and uh, kind of dialing in your life of mine updates and budgeting. So uh, should we kind of expect an update on, on you know, cap or additional cap allocation update or potential more capital returns with uh, full year results? Or do you think it'll take you a little longer just to get that confidence and clarity before you'd uh, make another decision? I think the first and foremost, I have to say it's a board decision uh, when it comes to our you know, level of dividend distributions. Uh, we had a lot of discussion around that uh, yesterday uh, at our board meeting, and, and I think we'll be discussing it again at our next board meeting, which is in December, which is, uh, again, to uh, approve our budget for next year. So I think it's just going to be a, a standing agenda item at each of our you know upcoming board meetings here in the short term and probably as much as i can say mark because i just i just don't want to get ahead of the board but as you saw in our press release there, there has been uh, you know heightened uncertainty this year with regards to the pandemic and then more recently with regards to uh, the uh, the political uh, sort of changeover in leadership in country in Kyrgyzstan. but um i think as soon as we have good visibility and a good line of sight uh, on, on these items, and uh, I think that'll be an ongoing discussion with the board. Okay, perfect. Uh, that's it for me. I'll jump back in the queue. Thanks, Ed. And our next question comes from the line of Mike Parkin with National Bank. Please go ahead. Thanks, guys. Uh, congrats on the really strong quarter. Um, a few questions here. One, the, you mentioned the Life of Mine update on Tour is tracking a little bit behind what you're originally planning. Uh, should we still expect that to come out in the fourth quarter, or will that maybe roll into 2021? Yeah, Mike, it's got. Um, I, it's hard for me to gauge that. There is some uh, follow-up technical work that Dan and his uh, his engineering team are, are working on, and um, in terms of you know timeline, I would say at the latest, uh, I would expect that we'd be in a position to hopefully publish it uh, before the end of February. Uh, the reason being that's when we uh, typically always report our year-end reserves and resources for all of our operations. So uh, I think in terms of our, uh, our at the latest, that would be our, our targeted um, publishing date. Okay. Um, it doesn't seem like it's the case, but has there been any discussion with the interim Kyrgyz PM um, since his, him taking power? No, as of today, there has not been any uh, direct discussion with the uh, interim prime minister or the interim president. Um, they, they haven't reached out to us, and, and, and likewise, we haven't reached out to them. And as I mentioned when I was uh, responding to Mark's question, we're just you know just focusing on what we do best. Um, okay, and what about you know some of your kind of like ESG initiatives in terms of support? with local peoples, uh, you know, with respect to COVID-19, is there any heightened increase to communicate that uh, work that you've been doing in country as a good steward? Yeah, I mean, Dan, do you want to speak to that just because I know you're personally leading some of those initiatives, a good team? Well, certainly, um, I, I think it was uh, it's very telling to you know the, the the proof of the pudding is in the eating and uh, there was a lot of um, um, upheaval in the country, obviously. Yet our our local region and our local um, people that we deal with uh, certainly 
did not um, take any aggressive stance against against Kumtor. We, we have a lot of programs, uh, especially lately. We modified them because of COVID. So we we've done um, we've done some very uh, local donations and contributing to the medical supplies in the immediate region, and uh, we also uh, contributed a large fund to the to the central government so that they could be more prepared. But we we've had robust um, you know community initiatives, um, and we've really focused on our our environmental stewardship and, and transparency for for years, and it, it really came came to to rest uh, during this upheaval because we uh, we were seen really almost as the only mining company that was not affected by the political turmoil. Right. Okay. Um, I'm just switching over to Oxa. Uh, it's obviously had a, a brilliant ramp up. Uh, the mining costs are looking quite impressive there relative to what was the technical study. Should we read into that? That's sustainable. Uh, possibly on lower fuel and favorable FX rates there as well, or is it more just you're in the upper portions of the mine and maybe it's a little easier mining, you know, to to start with? How how should we kind of think about the performance? Ben, do you want to respond to that? Please? Yeah, again, um, we have a, a long-term contract with our mining contractor, um, as indicated in in our life of mine plans. Um, there's no reason to think, uh, no, our, our, this isn't uh, typical like a Kumtor, a deep open pit. Uh, we're more on the edge of a, of a valley. Um, so our, our, our rates should stay similar, and you hit the two key things, uh, fuel and FX. And, uh, you know, just depending on what happens with those, but uh, at this time uh, it is reflecting in very excellent mining hospital. Okay. On that, is it... You you purchase and supply the fuel, or is that through the contractor as well? And is that where the benefit kind of flows from? Yeah, it, it's contractual. He manages his own fuel, but um, we we have benefit within, within the pricing of the contract, depending on the on the his pricing. All right, that's great. Um, and then with Ox, that great expectations for Q4. Should we expect something similar to Q3, or you know, starting to move into lower grade as early as this quarter. I think what I'd guide you towards, Mike, is um, we're targeting the top end of gardens at Oxford, and, and you obviously you, you saw what we've done year to date, um, 67,000 ounces. So I'd just kind of back calculate from there in terms of your modeling. Okay. Um, and then with Mount Milligan, too, you've got impressive costs. Uh, you're benefiting from ample water supply, turning off some of the pumping requirements. Can we read into any, you know, reserve upside there by potentially lowering cutoff grade and bringing in some uh, lower grade tons? Dan, do you want to respond to that? Certainly. Um, as, as you know, um, we did. We did. Um, update our life of mine plan only only a year ago. Uh, we're obviously looking at that carefully and uh, anytime you have, um, you know, robust costs or, or get a more consistent higher throughput in the mill, it will, will have a positive effect. We, we are studying that along with a few other initiatives that we have. Uh, at this time, we're, we're, you know, we're not prepared to go forward with a longer life of mine, but uh, certainly that that is one of our, our key goals is to uh, run as efficiently as possible on the cost side and on the production side 
with with the goal that uh, you know it's a large uh, resource there, and uh, and also Dennis and his team continue to explore in the area to to get better definition and understanding of what really is available. But at this time, we're we're not uh, we're not updating our life of mine. Okay, maybe another way also to look at it too is as you come across lower grade material that you know in that life of mine plan is modeled as a, a waste block, but given superior metal prices, you know, beneficial cost structure, does that get brought into the mill plan uh, on a whatever week by week, month by month basis, you know, given that it's there and you can take advantage of it, or do you stick to, you know, a more conservative budget scenario and, and put it to a waste pile? Yeah, the, um, the the setup at Mount Milligan is um, is uh, much of our waste goes to building the um, the tailings dam. If it is mineralized waste, uh, potential acid generating, then it, then it has to go within uh, within the tailings pond. Um, we only have limited ability to stockpile, but um, right now we're we're just working on a the, the best way to look at it is a smaller footprint. So. Um, our strip ratio is still about the same, and uh, w- there wouldn't be that much or that uh, or potential, you know, subgrade, subgrade ore at this time. But uh, as we see our efficiencies and, and our cost structure change, uh, you would have a bigger footprint, and that's that's where you would come across greater ore. Okay, great. Uh, that's it for me, guys. Thanks so much. Our next question comes from the line of Fahad Tariq with Credit Suisse. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my two questions. Uh, first, on the production guidance. So you maintained it for the year, which suggests lower production in Q4. But just following up on Mike's question on grade, maybe talk a little bit about what grades you're seeing at Kumtor and Oxut in October. I'm just trying to get a sense of how to bridge it because it's, it's even the high end of the your guidance was suggested quite a substantial drop quarter over quarter on production. Thanks. Um, Dan, how should we respond to that? I mean, we're, we're targeting the upper end of, of the gold production guidance at Comtor and, you know, Dan, in terms of throughput rates, et cetera, I think we're seeing, uh, you know, a continued level quarter over quarter. I think what really Fahad was just guiding you to uh, kind of back calculate from there what the grade would be. I mean, Dan, anything that you want to add to that? Right, we we're feeding from the stockpile, so we we do have some flexibility, but um, I, I don't think we can look that specific on board guidance. That's certainly okay, no tour. Yeah. Okay, no problem, no problem. Um, my only other question was on the balance sheet. Obviously, very strong. You're almost at 500 million of cash now. Is there a minimum cash balance that you're targeting before you would feel more comfortable on, you know, the dividend or anything else uh, in terms of capital allocation? Um, Darren, I don't think there really is. Um, you know, we just <clears throat> um, when, when we look at our profile moving forward, you know, we had our strategy session with the board back in September, and <clears throat> you know, we just see year over year uh, we're going to be generating you know meaningful free cash flows. So it's not like there's a, a minimum cash balance that we require. We're not we're not building anything. There's no growth projects moving ahead. We're really just focusing on maximizing our existing operations. Um, Darren, is there anything that you want to add to that? No, I think, uh, as I said, we're going to this budgeting cycle, um, and I think that'll 
you know, give us that medium term picture that um, once again, we'll, we'll have a lot more thinking and thought around that uh, to your, to your question. But yeah, right now the board hasn't got a, a limit or, or a number in mind. Okay. Thank you. That's it for me. Thanks. Our next question comes from the line of Anita Sony with the IBC World Markets. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning, Scott, Dan, and Darren. Um, uh, just a question with regards to the, the capital that um, uh, was uh, not spent at Kumtor this quarter. Is it safe to assume that it'll get pushed into next year? Dan, do you want to take that first? Yeah, again, again it, uh, majority of that is, is uh, deferred mining tons. Uh, we, we have a limit on how much we can uh, mine in terms of uh, shovel, shovel equipment. We have uh, 13 shovels. So um, those tons will be into next year, but we only have the ability to move between about 180 and 200 million tons per year. So uh, there won't be an excess more next year. It's more a shifting of the access to the ore, and we, we're updating all our plans to, re to reflect that uh, going into stockpile. Okay. And then in terms of the actual stockpile level at Oxfoot, could you tell me how many tons and at what grade it, it sits at right now? Yeah, we um, we have that in one of our write-ups, but um, okay. I, I don't know how specific. We we uh, in terms of ore stockpile, we have approximately a million tons uh, in stockpile, and we have about three hundred thousand tons crushed. Um, you know, it's it's all in that average uh, you know pit pit grade, but we don't really give that specific a guidance in terms of the exact uh, grading of that and when we would place it. Okay. And then just looking at um, the capital expenditures for next year, um, so far you're tracking pretty well on the Kuntour technical report um, that you had put out previously for, for 2020. Uh, do you, you, you mentioned that the production would be similar uh, than the old technical report for 2021. Uh, would the capital similarly also have a drop-off um, that, that's from the prior technical report, or would that be revised with any technical report that's coming out? I think, uh, yeah, Anita, that, that, oh, sorry, go ahead, Ben. Yeah. No, I was going to say that uh, there, there would be some changes um, versus that, that technical word is quite old. So, but go ahead, Scott. Well, I was just going to say, Dan, uh, I, I think Anita, um, in the 2021 year, in the draft technical report, um, we're, we're most likely envisioning uh, some addition to our mining equipment fleet, uh, just given that, you know, the mine life is uh, expanding meaningfully. And you think about the useful life of, of, you know, the composition of our existing fleet, um, you know, the, the current trucks, et cetera, they won't, they won't last the entire mine life, just given the, the meaningful increase. So uh, we're probably going to be taking advantage of uh, upgrading some of those trucks. So there will be a, a capital item. But uh, the quantum of that capital item, I, I think, is uh, insignificant relative to the, the level of cash flow that the mine does produce on a per yearly basis. Okay, thank you. That's it for my question. And we have no further questions at this time. Over to you, John. Very good. I just got myself off of mute. Uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, for joining our call today. Uh, and uh, if there are further questions, please reach out to us. Uh, at that point in time, uh, we'll end the call. Thank you.
that does conclude the conference call for today. We thank you for your participation and ask that you please disconnect your lines. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.